Welcome to the Dental Business Guide Podcast. From money to marketing to management, this podcast will help you run a better dental business. Okay, good morning, everybody. Um, this is Aaron, and this is... Hi, I'm Jyoti. Hope everybody's well. Yeah, and uh, today we're going to be talking about 20 questions for startups. Okay, now we've been dealing with dental startups for many, many years, and we thought we'd distill in a, a short webinar... 20 frequently asked questions um, that we always get from startups. Now, they're not in any particular order, but um, between Jyoti and myself, hopefully we can answer these questions um, to the best of our ability and to the best of our experience, um, because I think a lot of it comes down to experience and seeing what we've seen over the years. Um, we can certainly help you hopefully make better decisions. So, Jyoti, should we crack on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, one of the sort of first questions, main questions that we get is, is with regards to funding and how much does it cost to, to set up a dental practice from, from start to finish? Okay. All right. So, yeah, great question. How long is a piece of string usually? However, um, experience has taught me that you can set up a practice for 100 grand, 100,000 pounds, but will you get the quality of equipment? Will you get the quality of build for that? Okay. So, and also depends where you're going to do, what type of building work you're going to need requiring. If I look at the average price, though, or my average amount of money that clients have spent in the past, we're talking maybe around two hundred to three hundred thousand pounds for equipment, decon, building work, um, that type of thing. Okay, so you've got to have that budget. Now, it doesn't mean you need to have all the money, but that's kind of the the, the realms of money that you'll need. Okay. And is that sort of within the current sort of climate? Is is that how much they'd be looking at? Yeah, good question. I think in the current climate, it may be higher because. Costs are rising, but looking over the last five years, that would be the kind of common theme. But with building costs rising, um, pressures of inflation, um, I think those costs could rise. So you've got to factor that in and think about your cash flow in terms of how much do I want to be um, spending and do I need to buy that item yet? Maybe you start up with the bare minimum, six months down the line, you then add the extra piece of kit, the extra things that you want to have once you've got some traction. Sure. Um, the next question we have is how much does it cost to equip a dental practice? But I think that's pretty much covered in. It, it, it does. It does. But I guess the equipment side of things, if you look at it, of that 250, I'd say maybe around 100 to 150 would probably be the, the equipment side of things and the rest would be the building work. So just to give a, a split that way. Yeah, sure. OK. And then what about if um, somebody setting up maybe can't get enough lending from the banks? What would they do in that situation? Oh, well, yeah, good question. So banks will typically lend maybe, depending on your scenario, maybe up to 70% if you're doing a startup. Um, again, there are lots of ifs and buts, but assume that they can now. But if you can't borrow that money, there are always secondary sources of lending that we can try, and maybe not the non-traditional banks, but other lenders out there. Now, you may have to pay higher interest rates for that, but it's very feasible. Alternatively, you could get other investors involved, family members who might have some money you want to put into it and who have a belief in your vision, your plan. So I wouldn't let um, not having the money stop you. It's just a matter of being how resourceful are you? Okay, where can I find the funds to, to invest? And however, whoever, whoever's going to lend you the money, you need to have a credible plan, a credible business plan, yeah. whether it's a bank or whether it's your mum and dad it's still money okay um and you have to make sure you do you do you do you, you use it carefully yeah that's it and then kind of having sort of like a plan in place for the next year or two and not kind of putting everything all into one in one go 
Absolutely. I think where I've seen where things go wrong is when people get very excited and the emotion gets involved and they spend um, like a, a lot of money um, up front and excited and then no one really comes to the latest practice. equipment. <laughs> Absolutely. Latest equipment, the latest itera, the latest camera, the latest that. Okay. And, but there aren't a sufficient patients to actually warrant that equipment. And that then has a massive impact on cash flow. And that's when the problems arise. So it's really important to manage your ca- plan, your cash flow spend according to the, the volume of patients and volume of, of traffic that will come through to your practice. Yeah. And then out of that sort of total amount, maybe a bit of a difficult question, but how much should they be sort of spending or putting aside for marketing? Yeah, on marketing, I'd say, um, yeah, a good question. You need a good website, okay? So that could cost you five, five let's say 5K, the basic, okay, to a decent website. Um, but then you could get, um, just thinking, you, you could spend money on digital marketing, SEO. And I guess it's a piece of string. So marketing is one of those things you've really got to just test Okay, and, and I, as a marketer myself, for all the businesses that we've run over the years, it's some things will work. Okay, but if they don't work, stop them and change your strategy. So there's no kind of definitive number to say, okay, I need to um, make it, make make it. I guess um, I suppose the one word I'm trying to get across is is test, 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 and and yeah. you will, you will you will burn money and you will lose money on marketing. Okay, yeah, I, I, but I guess you don't. Know. You don't know what's going to work, do you? Absolutely, absolutely. So you've got to be very careful in that respect. <laughs> but And you can burn out your money and then realise, oh, my God, it's all over and I've got nothing to, to run on. So you've got to be very careful marketing. Yeah. And then with regards to linking in with marketing as well. So um, another question that we get asked quite a lot is, what's the most effective lead generating strategies? And obviously a website is, is one of them. But I think a huge thing nowadays is it's social media isn't it really i guess so okay so i'm a fuddy-duddy here jody and i think um so i know lots of practices do very well on social media okay there's no doubt about it and especially for the younger generation but if you look at people at my age okay people who need dental treat perhaps are slightly the older generation okay are they so active on social media probably not okay um how often do i use instagram never Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and perhaps, but yeah, maybe some, some in your generation certainly. Okay. But in my generation, I, I've, I I know Instagram. I have an account, but probably use it once a year or twice a year if I'm lucky. So now, and if but I I'm of that profile of a patient that may have the money yeah. to spend on dental treatment. Okay. Yeah. Um, on private dental treatment. So you have to then think, where are those people? What do they do? So now, for me, the first thing, if I'm ever searching for anything purely it's never social media is google okay um therefore my efforts if i'm marketing a dental practice would primarily be google okay whether it's search or whether it's pay-per-click that's where i would go social media certainly for a younger generation um would be an obvious place to go for so if you're marketing to that type of target market 100 okay social media um Knowing your demographic, isn't it, of the practice, and kind of go from there, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I know that certain people um, do very well on the social media side of things and use influencers and stuff to get to get them patients through the door. But you've got to look at the way up the cost and and the results of it at the end of the day. 
Okay. Lovely. And then with regards to the, the website itself, what sort of things should be included on the website? Good question. So I think the website has to be simple and clear. Okay. So you've got to have a clear call to action for people to actually want to book on the um, uh, practice, telephone number, contact, but then profiles of the team, treatments that you carry out. But re- really where the benefit of a website is it anyone can create a wonderful looking website, but a website that actually ranks on Google is the challenge, okay? And that's where search engine optimization comes. And therefore you need to have regular blogs, regular content update, um, and really build that profile up in that area that maybe you're trying to dominate. Um, so design is really important. Speed of the site is really, really important. All of these factors make a massive impact on websites. Now, and that doesn't come cheap and that takes time as well. So you've got to be very um, aware of that. It doesn't mean that if, if, if you create a, a beautiful practice, you need to have a website that actually matches and gets you the results. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And and I guess that kind of covers um, the next question about how um, you can make the practice stand out from the competitors as well. So not only sort of the, the look of the practice itself and the outside and the inside, but the actual website as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it has to look different. It has to stand out. Um, it has to be fast. It has to be good on mobile. Um, yeah, well, where, where do you where do you go really? I guess it's 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 people want speed, okay? People want convenience. Yeah. That's that's the important thing of a website these days. Sure, okay. Um, all right, let's have a look. How long does it take um from setup to launch? Yeah, good question. So I, I'm looking at with a client at the moment, they're trying to negotiate a lease at the moment, okay? And that's been going on for a few months, okay? So that's just negotiating the lease. Yeah. Then by the time they get the keys, it'll probably be another three or four months for the building. Then the building work will take another three or four months. So you're looking, I'd say anything between six and 12 months, realistically, yeah. to get it off the yeah. ground. You might be lucky if you can get things moving quicker, but the way things are moving, building work, money, all these things, I'd say anything between six and 12 months is a, is a kind of yeah. realistic time plan. And when um, Smita and yourself opened up your own practices as well, was that kind of the time frame? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much so, six to 12 months. And it's important to factor that in. It's not going to um, – lawyers take their time. CQC take their time. I know you've got a question yeah. in a minute. Um, yeah. All of these things take time. And you've just got to factor that into to, to your plan that what you hope might take three months might take nine months in re- reality. Yeah, that's it. And, and and talking about CQC as well. So one question we get asked a lot is, is how do they begin the, what do they need to do with CQC and the whole registration process? You know, how yeah. do they start it? How long does it take? So um, again, it's kind of knowing you've obviously got to register with the CQC for your practice. Um, and it's, I guess it's not knowing when you have to start that application, but with the application itself, it takes sort of around seven to 11 weeks. Okay. Um, and it's knowing the application as well, isn't it? Knowing what documents you need, what supporting sure. policies and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's sort of companies out there that can help with the process sure. itself. Yeah. Um but again, we can sort of advise with things like that as well, when to start it, what to do, what documents you need and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think a mistake we made in the past, is, <laughs> I know I'm just talking candidly here, we, we got everything in place and 
but we opened the pr- red practice was ready to open, but the CQC weren't, weren't ready. That for bit. <laughs> so we were obviously slow off the mark, but no one was the wrong person talked to the wrong person. And before you knew it, something had fallen through the gap. And that's invariably happens in setting up a practice. So we had to wait, I think, two or three weeks, even though the practice was ready and all shiny sure. and new, ready to yeah. go. We couldn't operate. So and everything is on the CQC website as well. It's it's all detailed about how long it takes, what you've got to do. So definitely the CQC website's a, a good place to go to for information as well. For sure, for sure. Okay. Um, a really good question. Um, would you advise or is it best to go for a leasehold or a freehold property? Okay, good question. I, I would personally say when you're doing your first practice, okay, I'd always go for a leasehold. Um, get the location right. Okay, Too many people get hung up by a freehold. Now, if you get a freehold and it's a fantastic location and you can afford it, fair enough, go for it. Okay, But um, don't get too hung up on the leasehold freehold. You're not, you're not a property investor. You're a dentist. Okay, And you need to make sure your dental practice fires on all cylinders when you open up. So getting the right location on a lease on good terms, okay? and you can get good terms nowadays, you can negotiate. There are lots of empty units dotted around the country, as we can see on all our high streets. Um, definitely, definitely um, consider a leasehold, I think, at this stage. Yeah. And what would you say about sort of location as well? Visible, 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 visible. Okay, so be by a supermarket, be by a car park, be by a station, whatever it may be, be be next to Costa, whatever it might be. People want to see visible practices. 10, 50 yards down the road from a Costa may not be good enough, okay? People pay People come to things that are in prime locations, okay? Um, being at the end of the high street where there's nothing there, it might be cheaper. There's a reason why it's cheaper. Yeah. All right. Um, so, and it might be cheaper for you, but then you might need to spend a hell of a lot more on marketing. So you've got to weigh that up in, in that That's respect. It. Okay. Um, next question. So this is more so about um, building building the team now. So um how how do i recruit and and put together the the best team the ideal dental team pray (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the answer (laughs) yeah it's 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 a challenge getting a team right is a hard thing and i've building teams for the last almost 20 years in business and you make plenty of mistakes but i think the bottom line you've got to get someone or to get a team members who buy into your vision and your aspirations and that you can work with and that you can trust, okay? Um, and te- teamwork is a it's, it's, it's a mutual respects thing, 100%. It's not boss and them, okay? Far from it. If that's going to be the case, that isn't going to work. You need to lead your team. Now, there'll be times when the, it's a bumpy road, but you have to be willing to um, get your hands dirty, um, help the team, um, and get the person with the right attitude. And if I had to say, if there's only one thing to focus on, if you're hiring someone, get someone with the right attitude period okay you can teach them and share your vision afterwards absolutely that's right absolutely 100 so attitude actually get this if they haven't got the skill set fair enough doesn't matter okay you can teach them as you said yeah yeah and obviously sort of getting them on board with the practice vision as well i think it's just making that very clear from the the start isn't it and in the recruitment process in interviews and making them aware of of how your practice is the expectation how you want the, the staff to be and then you've also got to follow through with that it's it's a continuous thing of course it is yeah isn't it? so uh probations inductions they're all really important appraisals and 
also practice meetings um so so important and and a lot of practices who do sort of morning huddles um they do succeed because they've had that sit down with the team in the morning they know sort of what the plan is for the for the day and it's just constantly yeah. drilled in isn't it yeah 100% 100% okay no good lovely um just trying to see if there's any more questions about sort of the team um Another another question actually is: Should I recruit a hygienist or a therapist in my practice? I think in the longer term that should definitely be a, a, something to consider. But whilst you're getting things off the ground, you might not get a hygienist or therapist who wants to work in your practice because there may not be sufficient patients. So you want to try and get the practice off the ground, and that might mean you doing some hygiene initially. Okay, but once you get yeah. some traction, maybe then yeah, put put a put a hygiene or get a hygienist in to, to support you. Um, yeah, it goes back to, again. But getting the right member, are they buying into your vision and what you're trying to create? That's the key thing. So that goes back to real getting the team. It goes back to attitude, as, you, as we were talking a minute ago, but it goes back to, to leadership. And are you a, a strong leader and you're getting people's buy-in and are people respecting you and trusting you and believing in what you're trying to do? Okay, And, and a leader will also put their hands up if they screw up as well, not kind of sticking their head in the, in the sand. Um, they have to be willing to, to 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 take risks, okay, and you have to be willing to go along for the ride as well. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, great question that's come through. Should I buy on my own or partner up with somebody? Good question. Yeah, uh, obviously partnering up will share the financial workload or financial load and share the workload as well. Um, but be very clear about what your partner's expect your expectation of the partner and vice versa. Um, I've seen some very successful partnerships. And I've also seen some very um, disastrous partnerships, okay? And a partner is like a marriage to some extent, okay? And it can work really well, okay? But in other times, it can be not so well, okay? So you've got to think um, when you're going to this, what are, what are the, do you have the same visions? And when you, but sometimes outside influences can change these things, okay? So you've got to think, um, are we going to be strong in business together? And really important aspect is document everything, have a shareholders agreement in place or partnership agreement in place. So it's very clear what happens if things go wrong. Okay. Yeah. I've, I usually see the pieces of when things go wrong and they haven't got a relationship, haven't got a partnership agreement. And that's when it gets very messy and legal and just, it's no good for anybody really. Yeah. Okay. Communication is key. Correct. Correct. Lovely. Um, okay. So <clears throat> now when the practice is open and it's all running, um, we've got a question about what's the best way to to get reviews. Yeah. Okay. Good question. So, right. Obviously, you've got to do good treatment firstly and wow the patient. So, the, <laughs> the first thing is to wow the patient. Okay. Now, over the years, we've tried various platforms to get reviews. We've used Trustpilot, um, which is a big review platform, and 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 we use Google and we've kind of cancelled Trustpilot eventually and we went back to Google. Google primarily because that helps with our rankings on the search engines as well. So the more reviewed on Google, the better. Now, how do you get those reviews? Oh, it's by 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 by, by a lot of hard work and hassling people. Yeah. Okay? Um, you want people, and Google never make it easy for you because they need to, the person needs to have a Google email address in the first place to do it. So we, we our practices, if the patient's happy, we try and even get them to, we send them an email, get them in a few times. Hopefully they talk to us and engage and they're happy and then they'll write a review. It's, it's a, it's, it's a follow-up process, Jyoti. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not a one hit wonder. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think what a lot of practices fail to do is 
getting the team involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it needs to start in the surgery with the dentist. They need to um, put that feeler out there and, and just mention to the patient, oh, you know, would you mind um, when you go to the reception, we've got some forms to fill out or if you can just visit our website or sure. Google reviews. Um, NHS choices as well and then having that follow-up when they go to the reception the receptionist is mentioning that um, or the nurse and and once it's been sort of mentioned a couple of times I think a lot of the times a patient can just walk in have their treatment walk out and and nobody's mentioned anything so absolutely yeah so definitely with these practice meetings as well following up and and maybe even having sort of a a goal or target in the team for that day to say right okay today we're going to get five reviews um let's do this so it's just little things like that that make such a huge difference sure sure okay no good good point good ideas um maintaining footfall into the practice i think we kind of covered that with with a lot of the points so it, we, we have but i think foot, footfall goes back to physical location as we as you mentioned again yeah. and and that means changing your windows up making sure it always looks inviting from the outside a shabby practice means shabby to, to a patient or on the out on the outside means a shabby shabby on the outside means shabby on the inside okay yeah. so that's really important as well so first impressions really count um and you just want that visibility okay and i think where people i've seen people go wrong they just get the visibility wrong if, if you can't see it from the high street no one's going to come to you okay yeah. and it's going to be make your job a lot easier it might be cheaper on the rent but there's a reason for it so yeah, exactly get, get the physical presence there yeah get that right to begin with yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, um, what do I do if once I've opened my practice, I start operating at a loss? Well, in terms of operate, you probably when you start your practice, um, you will have some losses. OK, that's that's the norm as you start up. But obviously, you've got to make sure you have cash flow in place to maybe yeah. support those losses for the first, say, six months. Now, things continue to go bad OK, or continue weekly and uh, you need to kind of not put your head in the sand, okay? This is this it means this means you rolling up your sleeves, okay, and changing things. It might mean changing staff members, it might mean changing your marketing, it might be changing your website. But business is never straightforward, okay? Business is um, you're not going to make millions overnight, okay? Um, the reality of the situation. It's going to go wrong, okay, and you'll make mistakes and you will make a loss. That's the, re- the true reality of the situation. But if you've got the grit and determination and the vision um, and the team around you, whether it's internal team or external advisors, such as people like ourselves, yeah. you can make, make it work, okay? And you've got to really be clear about when you're going to start a business, you're going to make a success of it. Don't, don't accept that you're going to struggle and stuff and and there will be outside influences in life which will make you struggle it might be a partner saying oh you're losing money and i don't like it and it's affecting your relationships and family and friends and stuff that may be the case okay so you've really got to be determined and believe in yourself and once you've once you and and really adjust and be flexible i think that's a really important aspect as well be flexible because it won't nothing's ever linear in business okay um there'll be highs but there'll be many lows as well emotionally. And you'll be wondering why on earth did I start this practice up? I can guarantee it. Okay. Um, But if you've got the determination, it'll be worth it. That's it. You've just got to be prepared for those highs and lows and and it's how you deal with it. And, and like you said, really important with, in terms of an external team, um, you know, having a good accounts, accountancy team behind you, business advisors, like, like ourselves um, that you can just, 
pick up the phone and, and call and if you've got any questions you know um it, it just makes it all that much easier absolutely absolutely Have, having people to support you need a support network and that means external advisors but also people in your if you're if you're wife or husband or partner or whatever is um supportive it's going to make life a lot easier okay yeah definitely. If, if they're very negative about it it's just going to be a very tough time so you've got to get buy-in from the wider family as well okay um or you've got to be wear bloody good headphones that you can yeah. get like that. so <laughs> all right yeah so great great questions out there these these are questions we've seen invariably time and time again yeah, absolutely. And and if anybody has any more questions, they've just got to get in touch with us. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll do our best to to help and advise. Cool. Great. And I think one last thing, we have our boot camp coming up in November. Um, yeah. Please check us out. It's on the website. Um, you can save some money um, if you book early. And um, we hope to, to see you there. Okay. We've, all these questions and more will be answered for sure. Okay. Brilliant, Jyoti. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, lovely talking to you okay and uh we will go from there yes thanks all right thanks Aaron bye 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 thanks for listening in to the dental business guide podcast we welcome your feedback and if you're enjoying it please let your friends know too until the next time on the dental business guide podcast